This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. And then we just end it off with a prediction, which is the most woefully inaccurate sets of forecasts you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, Trust it's me, pretty we, we, we make Quasi Quarteng look like fucking Nostradamus with this. It really is. <laughs> Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us for the opposition view this time round, Alex from that Millwall podcast. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, we won last night. Um, at some stupid hour, we finished the match. Um, but yeah, it was good to see us beat Norwich two one. So I think we're all in good moods today. We are indeed. <laughs> you went, you went down to Ashton Gate and came back with a result. Yeah. Um, it's not very often we've been able to say that. Uh, that. That yesterday was our first away win since March. So, and also my first away game of the season. Now, I don't know whether that's going to jinx things going forward. Maybe I need to go to every away game. But um, <laughs> no, I have to say we played played very well yesterday and deserve three points. I mean, I think against a good Bristol City team as well. You know, they've got some decent players down there. Oh, and was that kickoff at three o'clock in the afternoon? It was. It Man, was. What, what, what a strange concept. Three o'clock weird, games in the it? afternoon. I thought they were all played at quarter of bloody eight on a Saturday night. Still bitter, <laughs> just saying. There we go. <laughs> anyway, you know, here we are, Sunday lunchtime, all feeling that, that warm glow of having got a win. Tell us a little bit about your season, because not only are we kind of feeling that we're on the same number of points... Tell us a little bit about your season so far, 14 games in. It's been a bit of a mixed start. I think if you look at Millwall normally, we're slow starters. We do tend to start very, very slowly. But we started now to to pick up points, be very good at home. 
but not so good away. But I mean, that's the story for most teams that are in that area. I think mm. we've always always tended to struggle away from home. I, I don't know why, but the den is a weapon for us, and uh, we've done very very well there but not so well away but we've finally broken that away duck now with a win yesterday so we're on the same number of points you we've had uh, we've had five draws you've only had two so you, you've won six lost six which kind of echoes what you said bit of a kind of a mixed thing going on there in terms of your your manager I mean he's been connected with West Brom this last week Gary Rowett yeah. although any job comes available in the championship and Gary Rowett gets a shout in the press strangely it's almost like the press have got nothing better to do than do absolutely sod all and then just write Gary Rowett Martin Samuel I'm talking about you <laughs> has there been a feeling of any disruption because you seem to have got on quite a reasonable role and a, and, and a connection with, with with Gary Rowett and his management team more of that in a, in, a, in a little bit has he gone down well at the den he's mixed he's mixed I think a lot of fans feel maybe the time had come maybe for him to go and, and I think there was a lot of Millwall fans actually betting, betting on Rowett going to West Brom he was unpopular with the back five because we just weren't it was getting dull to watch it was getting difficult to watch we weren't getting in results but what I will say is that he's changed the formation finally and that is now changing changing the atmosphere of it because the results are getting better so look personally you can't argue with his record you know we finished I think it's 8th 11th and 9th in his three seasons in charge so you can't fault the effort or the ability that he's done and the job that he's done I think has been really really good but he is that type of manager that you know you're never going to be in trouble with Rauer at the helm because he is a manager that I think in all of his championship career, he's been in and around the top six. He's just never been able to make that final that final step yeah. in there. And I think the doubts are, are from the fan base as to whether he's the man that can do that. I was going to say, is there that expectation and desire from the fan base now to kind of move up into that? I mean, Millwall's always been a club and a team with an identity. Do, do you see yourself as now giving given the uh, the premiership a shot well yeah i think that's the natural next step you know to finish 8th 9th 11th there it's all building towards getting in there and look i mean that final jump's very difficult you know you talk about different teams and the money they've got to be able to spend you know i think you look at Millwall's record signing 1.7 yeah. million and then you see someone like Jao Pedro for instance could have moved for 35 million back in the summer or Ishmael Assar at Watford and people like that who could command big fees which we don't have all right we've got Zian Fleming who if he keeps going on the way he's going could well make a big summer move but it does come down to money you know and we don't have that last bit to be able to take that step but you look at teams like Luton, you look at teams like Barnsley, it can be done. But it's just whether, I think the fans believe it's just whether Rowe is the man to do it. I personally, I think if if it doesn't happen this year, that would be the end of his, of his three-year plan. Right. So the question would be then, does he start a new three-year plan for the next three years? Or do they decide maybe, look, is it someone else's turn to try and do it? Watch the betting patterns go off in the uh, in the East End. <laughs> well, um, we we quite close to Paul Robinson, who's at Millwall at the moment. He speaks very highly of Gary Rowan yeah. and, and and the work he's doing. That he's got a, a vision for the club and, and where he wants the club to be. But I, I guess you just touched on it there. Financially, it's very difficult to compete with that. Even in the Championship, now you're starting to see it that you know the teams that are up there, there is that financial gulf that's that's being created. Um, which is which is dangerous for the championship because that league is so bonkers and so mental and I do love it I must admit you know we were 17th before we kicked off yesterday we were and we we win we're now a win away from the playoffs and it's, it's just just bonkers great league 
But from a fan's point of view, you just never know what's what's going to happen. And, you know, for, for Millwall, you're right. I think that it's a team that, I mean, I'd love to see them in the Premier League. Can you imagine that? That the den. Oh, dear me, it'd be rocking. We turned up there in an FA Cup once and it was... Deary me. That was fairly recently, wasn't it? Wasn't that? Yeah, Pantillamon decided after about 20 minutes that he didn't fancy it. It was snowing, <laughs> wasn't it? Was, it really that was cold. I think I'm right in saying that that was the year we got promoted. Um, I think it was. Yes, we knocked yes. Bournemouth out, Watford out, and then Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then got spanked at Tottenham. But yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah, it was quite funny when. Uh, yeah, it was Costello Pantillamon, wasn't it? Pantillamon. Yeah, he just laid on the floor on. and was like, get, yeah. "Get me out of it." Steve Morrison called us out for exactly what we were on that day. We had a we had a manager called Walter Mazzari, who I think basically spent about nine months looking around Watford, going, "What am I doing here?" Um, <laughs> and he had no idea about it. Put out. Uh, it's wrong to say a scratch it'd be disrespectful but the team and the players that he put out just didn't really give up of anything and he was very fortunate that the next game we had was the away game at Arsenal which we which we won prior to Graham Taylor's funeral sorry all things come back to in relevance to, uh, to Graham Taylor from a Watford perspective at times um, just a couple of questions on some of the players who, who've who've come in this season I saw you got uh, Shackleton from Leeds you brought in George Honeyman from I think he was at Hull who had yeah. previously been at, been at Sunderland and also, also a player who was linked with us he was linked with a team in Italy who was he linked with in Italy I can't remember no no Bruce tell a lie Bruce, and then you got him back, a player you'd had on loan last year, Benica Phobie. How, how have those three kind of done, one since Benick has come back to you, but the other two, how have, they, how have they kind of come in? I see they didn't, none of them started yesterday. Is that because the squad is performing really well and keeping them out, or how have they gone? Um, it's been mixed for some of them. It was a bit of a slow start for a Phobie, um, but, but that's standard. He didn't start great last season. It took him a while to get going. At the moment, he's he's been kept out by Bradshaw at the minute, although he's got a better goal tally than Bradshaw this season. But it's the overall, I think, work rate of Bradshaw. You know, he'll run for England, Bradshaw, he will. But those two, they, they tend to work quite well together, as we saw last season. But Gary, at the minute, where he's changed formation, we've gone to just one central striker up front. So yeah. it, there's only one place available. And I think he was ill for the Blackburn game. And the the team got changed after that, because Gary did say yesterday that he thought it, that it was a bit harsh on a phobie to drop him, but where he was ill and whatever. And then since Bradshaw's come in, he's he's kept his place. And on merit, I think, to be fair, you know, he's played well, Bradshaw. Jamie Shackleton, again, he's been in and out so far. He can play in a range of different positions. You know, he can play the right the right back role. He can play in midfield as well. But again, he's he's in contest with Danny McNamara for that right back position. And then he's also got the chance to slot in in, in the midfield area. But Again, it's where the formation's been changed. Where we sort of recruited based on a a back five, we didn't recruit for any wingers. Uh, And obviously now the formation has changed and you're playing a 4-2-3-1, so you need more wide players. He's been in and out, but again, a bit like Charlie Creswell, he'll be in and out of the team. And I think Gary said it off after the Rotherham game. He said, players that aren't in now, they will get the chance to come back in purely because the amount of games that got to be played between now and the World Cup. I think just this week alone, we've got three games this week. So, mm-hmm. well, if you include yesterday, today, there's Watford and then there's West Brom. So, no, look, each of those players, I think, will be used. It's just trying to get the balance right at the minute. Good stuff.
here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be OK. Sport Social. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And then, so before we get to the to the predictions, or the guys got any questions, just then a couple of questions on a couple of other players who come in. Yeah. Fleming, who I think came in, is, is he Dutch? I think he's played around the Dutch. He team. is, yeah. And the absolutely wonderfully named Vogelsammer. I like that a lot. <laughs> These are two players that you signed who, who seem to be fitting into that new four-two-three-one formation we've played yeah. a lot this season. Uh, Fleming's playing in that kind of in, in the hole, so to speak. And yeah. is it Vogel or Vogelsammer? Whatever it is, it's a very pleasing name. He's it sounds like he's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> if you wanted to get his name printed on your shirt. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does indeed. Tell us a little bit about those two because you, you bought them in. Have they been the the, the, the signings in terms of the excitement from uh, from, from the close season? Well, definitely. You know, if you look at Zian Fleming, it's been outstanding. He's got five goals in five games, scored yesterday, and he's really come into his own since he since the formation change. He's and he's settled into that ten role. He's been fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored a stunner at Rotherham, uh, which got us a point. He got two against Borough last, uh, in the last home game. And put it this way, he's not afraid to shoot. So if you're going to give any advice to the, to the Watford back line, don't give him space. Shut him down. Oh, because, wow. because he will, and and he's not afraid to shoot, and he will take shots from, I think it was the Blackpool game. I think he had six or seven shots. He's now finding the range. You know, and and if you look at the goal we scored yesterday, it, I mean, it's poor from the uh, from the Bristol City goalkeepers out of there, but it just comes to him, and he literally first time, and it is the calmest of finishes, and you just think that's what we've been missing. We've been missing someone who can really take advantage in those in those areas because that's what we've missed. I mean, we've missed the goal scorer, you know, for the last however many years, and then obviously with Jed Wallace leaving this summer as well, you know, you miss your creative force, but he's been really good. I can't fault him. Vogi, as we call him at Millwall. Oh, there, you go. there, there, <laughs> there we are. Vogi. Vogi is again, he's been unlucky, actually. I think in the first first two games that he came on as a substitute, he hit the bar in both of those. He hasn't yet found the net, but he's getting to that stage where you feel like the goal is going to come for him. He's playing a bit out of position where he's playing out on the right at the moment, but that's good because we've got no one else to play there because yeah. of transfer issues and uh, we didn't recruit for it. So um, he's playing out on the right at the moment. He's done really well. To be fair to him, it's just a matter of time before he gets a goal. And I think when he gets a goal, it will lift off for him. It's it's just him getting that first goal. So so what we're saying is you started off with a back three slash back five, didn't recruit for the shape, have changed to four at the back, and we're on the same amount of points and we both won yesterday. Yeah. We are we are Millwall. We are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be us writ large. Very good. No one no one likes us. We don't care. But we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. I think it's time for the rubber to hit the road in terms of the predictions. The last few weeks, I have to say, since I started uh, for, for a short amount of time, I was doing the predictions for Carl. Things improved. Thank you. Thing, things Thank improved. You. <laughs> but since then, but since then, the manager has returned. So we are at the moment still on the EFL, who you will be representing, are on six points. Carlos is on six points, and Justin is still still ahead. 
but despite just saying 1-1 every single time, if you can get away with it, on seven points. So the idea is let's have a let's have a forecasted prediction for, for Wednesday night at the Den, Millwall versus Watford. Alex, what do you think the scoreline's going to be? I am going to go for Millwall to make it three wins in a row. I'm going to go 2-0 Millwall. Oh, a confident home prediction. Also mirroring the uh, the 2-0 defeat under Walter Mazzari. So, uh, yes. yes, we shall see. We shall see. Carlos, come on in. Um, yeah, tough place to go then, isn't it? I'll, I'll be there. So uh, looking forward to a warm welcome from all the, uh, all the, all the Millwall fans. <laughs> Always. Hospitable. Always. Yes, yes. I have to, you have to walk down that cage. I forget the station it's at. It's just like a meat rack that you South sort of walk through. That's it. There, there, there it is. Yeah. So looking forward to that. I'm going to go for Millwall one, Watford two. I think we'll just nick it. Still no prediction of a clean sheet. Unsurprisingly, the way things are going, Justin, one all is available. It is, isn't it? Do it, do it, Justin. Go on. No, no, no. I, no. Well, I, think, what he uh, I think that two wins on the bounce is unlikely. Um, we haven't have we achieved that <laughs> this season. I don't, <laughs> probably haven't achieved it in years. No, I don't think we have, have we? Was it six nil at Millwall once? Did we did we beat them six nil once? Six, we yeah, beat once them six, did, yeah. six one. Six one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was there. That's the not day. Kenny that Jacket was manager then, I think. Uh, was, was that Kenny then? Well, oh, I think it was. Yeah, so yeah, the old Watford thing never dies, does it? I, I, I yeah, one-one. <laughs> I'm going to go one-one. You'd be disappointed if I didn't. I just can't see us doing two wins in a in a row. I suppose if 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 Pedro's back fit again and firing, we might do better. It's so no, nah, it's going to be a draw. It's going to be it's a, a draw. tough. It's a tough place to go to. I, I'm I was ooh and are in a draw, but I, I don't know. I'm. I'm more hope than uh, I would any, any actual well expectation. Yeah. I'd prefer yeah. it if they if they sort of levelled out a little bit and then saved everything for Sunday next week. Obviously, ah, yes. uh, yeah. Now that is, yeah, that yeah. is the concern. Um, we we do play our loot our Luton based rivals the Sunday after, so there may be some some eyes on it, and it may be that Davis is rested. Yeah, in be, thinking about it, that's one of the suggestions that was uh, that that was being muted. In which case, obviously, Bio will come on and score the goal for uh, Carl James. There, of course, uh, his of course his, his, fav- his favourite player. Um, yeah, one-one. <laughs> let's stick with what we know. Let's let's stay with a one-one. I've got to say, now we've not had a home draw this season. Have you not? Ah, no, we've not had a home draw. We've either won, uh, we've won five and lost two at home. So, well, you're due one. So. We are doing a draw. We haven't had a home draw. It's possible. You just now certify that he is happy with his, his selection. Yes, that's that, actually that, put me That is right why now. Justin is in charge of statistical analysis. The trend says a win or a loss. Well, then you're Drew. There's the kind of logic that we go live by. Excellent Absolutely. stuff. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, well, listen, obviously, uh, good luck for the rest of the season, apart from yeah, we play. And uh, obviously, it'd be great to do this again when you come to us later on in the season as well. So, um, yes. Do you know, I've not actually been, I haven't, I haven't been to Vicarage Road for years. Well, you last, come on down. You come on over. Yeah. The last time I last time I went to Vicarage Road, we lost 1-0. I think, I think Malky Mackay, I think, was in charge. Yeah. We lost 1-0. It was, it was a horrible day as well. Poured down my rain. Mm. Um, that's that's yeah. Watford. That is Watford. Um, <laughs> but but the question is, when we turn up, when the reverse fixture is, is uh, Slavin Village still going to be in charge? Well, uh, yeah. No, no, yeah when is, when is the fixture? I'll, I'll tell you. When's the <laughs> yeah, fixture? We have to work it out in days. <laughs> if it's if 
it's it, if it's after January, possibly not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it remains to be said. No, it, I think it's Boxing Day. Is it Boxing it Day? Is boxing oh, day. I think uh, it's Boxing Day. In I that think case, that is the return fixture. In that case, well, let's, let's let's think about that then. If he gets to November, which you know there's every likelihood he will do, he may still be there because of the World Cup break. True, that yeah. might that might be what it's oh, there. Or, of course, yeah. Or he'll or he'll have been moved to be in charge of a kiosk concession somewhere or <laughs> yes. other. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. God, I'm God gonna, I'll, I'll stick my neck out and say yes. He'll still be there Boxing Day. I think he will be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if I remember our early season prediction, we but Carl and I both said yes. Rob Edwards will be in charge at the end of the season. <laughs> what we really meant to say was Rob Edwards will be in charge at the end of the month in August. Well, we would have almost been right. Well, he was. One. He was there at the end of the season. He was there till the end of summer, wasn't he? Then Orton came. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's done well there. You see what I did there? Anyway, <laughs> yes. Well, Watford seasons are like dog years, in as much as we have seven of them. <laughs> exactly right. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Thank you very much for joining us Alex uh, we look You're forward to doing welcome. this again and uh, yeah absolutely fantastic we'll speak to you again soon cheers Alex cheers Alex. thank you Sports Social Podcast Network it's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.